Hey, it is the GOAT Gary Garbutt here, and welcome to another episode of Spandex Planet. Today's episode is brought to you by another Gary, and that's Gary Swan, LLC. Gary Swan is a multimedia mogul specializing in social media and YouTube-style videos. This company focuses on quantity over quality with the target demographic of ages 18 to 34 and really the intent to saturate the market with content that folks can consume at all hours of the day and waste their times as much as humanly possible. If you're interested in joining the crew and making millions of dollars, gmail.com slash GarySwan2019 for inquiries. Now let's get this fucking thing started. That intro is way shorter. I kind of bounce between those two, and I don't know which one I like better. I'll probably just grab a third one, and it'll be different than both. Realized I sounded eh so foreign on that ad read because I said, waste your times. Ooh, where am I from, you know? Uh, this week in wrestling... Not bad. Uh, Some cool stuff going on. I want to do probably like a special episode dedicated to the G1, so I'm not going to talk about that a ton here. Um, Huge New Japan tournament going on. Uh, I think on this episode, big wrestling weekend, we have Evolve on the WWE Network. We have Fight for the Fallen, AEW, and we have WWE Extreme Rules talking about all of those shows uh, as much as possible this ep this episode and uh, yeah should be a whole lot of fun you know I uh, I just finished ready to rumble again I, I think if you're a wrestling fan I'm sure there's absolutely no way you haven't seen that movie David Arquette um, Scott Con DDP. Oliver Platt, Rose McGowan. Wouldn't it be funny if I just named every single person on the cast? It would be funny to me, probably. I don't know if it would be funny to you. Um, But, uh, you know, that movie is so bad. Like, from a filmmaking standpoint, it's terrible. Um, it's not funny. Uh, the acting is very poor. And there's really... it's 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 kind of absurd. But... As a wrestling fan, I love that shit, man. I will watch that movie anytime. Uh, definitely is up there as one of my favorites just because it's, you know, wrestling related. Uh, and it was so funny to to just... Every time you watch it and you see, like, the Nitro Girls and you see... I don't know why. It just makes me laugh for some reason. Um, not because they were trying to be funny in the movie, but because of how unintentionally funny it was. And it's crazy that David Arquette is now a professional wrestler, you know, weird full circle. I, I think some, when you talk a lot, when I speak, uh, I'm trying to be phonetically 
uh, correct here. When I speak a lot, when I talk a lot, I think it's talk. When I talk a lot, I say words weird. Like I just said circle very strange. I used to have a lisp when I was a kid. I really had it all, you know. I was five foot one, about 200 pounds when I was 10. Lisp, <laughs> bleach blonde, spiked head. Hey, I, it was, it was bad news, man. Puberty was very nice to me. But sometimes I get that lazy tongue there, and uh, I say words funny, like a circle. Really got to think about it. Uh, yeah, so Ready to Rumble, great movie. And then it got me thinking about something to talk about on the podcast other than Ready to Rumble. Because I could talk about that movie and review it and go over all the scenes. Or I could just tell you that puking is for pussies and move on. And I think I'll do that. For some reason, it reminded me of Eugene. I'm sure everyone remembers Eugene, the mentally retarded nephew of Eric Bischoff from Raw 2004. Well, that character was played by Nick Dinsmore, who's actually a fantastic professional wrestler. And there was a time uh, towards, not the end of our run, but like almost close to the end, where he did a seminar out in the boonies in Tennessee. I can't, I, I literally couldn't even tell you what the the place was. All I know it was at a location. I think it was a PPW show. Must have been. And it had moved locations. And we used to get an okay crowd there. But we lost the building for due to fire codes. You know how that goes. So we had to move and, and nobody ended up really showing up in the crowd, which was a bummer. But... Nick Dinsmore was there, Eugene was there, and he, he ran a seminar, and I think that's that's a really cool thing, because I think, you know, if, you, if you're getting trained, and you just rest on your trainer, or, you know, self-training, or, or whatever, you're kind of missing out. Um, when you work with other people, that's one thing, but when there's actual dedicated time to have you sit down, and or stand up, and listen to somebody speak about how, you know, how they feel about wrestling or about a match or, or whatever, and then get in the ring with them and have them show you some stuff. It's just a different thing. I really, looking back at all my regrets, like, I'm not sure if I regret, like, stopping wrestling. Like, maybe I, I wish I would have done it a little bit longer. Um, but w- looking back, I really wish I would have attended more seminars because there were times where there were seminars and it was just a bit of a drive and we just opted not to do it. And I wish we would have done it because that one with, with Eugene was really cool. He was a super, super cool fucking guy too. Um, we had a tag team match and it was supposed to be the blow off match. It was like a new year's show. It was in December and it was ourselves versus, uh, the guys that we had had the, the, the feud with for a while. And it was, a it was like a no disqualification, false count anywhere type of style match. And it was in a high school gymnasium. So we go through the seminar earlier in the day with Dinsmore and learn some stuff. We get in the back. This was honestly one of my fondest memories of a show because in the back, we just had such a good time. We were just talking shit to each other and playing around and taking pictures. And we uh, went out there and I wore a Mortal Kombat shirt because I was in a damn street fight. And I believe Mike wore like a Hollister shirt, <clears throat> which was appropriate based on our gimmick. And uh, we went out and, and we, we wrestled the uh, James Cole, Draven Lee, uh, 
or the tag team we were feuding with. And, you know, we had an okay. It wasn't too bad, uh, honestly. I think we didn't really piece it together very well because none of us really had a great, like, wrestling mind at that point. But I think psychology-wise, going back and watching it, it's not horrible. There's obviously a lot of room for improvement, but... You know, it wasn't too bad, and it was a shame that there was only, like, 10 people there because we moved locations last minute, and not everyone got the memo. It was, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I do remember there was a guy with a tattoo on his face that was saying shit to Zach, our manager, um, and I can't remember what it was, but it's on film somewhere, or on, on video on film. Yeah, we brought a uh, 1980s camcorder. No, it was, it was, it was on, it's on YouTube, I believe, actually. I might go back and watch that match towards the end of this podcast and just kind of step by step, but it was fun, man. We, we wrestled across the gym. They, were, they had one of those rock climbing walls that one of the guys climbed up and dropped an elbow on me. We had stop signs. I was bleeding a little bit. Took a, I had an idea for like a Death Valley driver on a chair that didn't work out quite how I wanted it to, but it was fine. We handcuffed Mikey and they just beat the shit out of me. It was cool. Um, it was it was like a, actually a fun time, and I remember afterwards thinking that the match was just a cluster. I went back and Dinsmore was so cool. Like I was just expecting him to be like a grizzled vet and talk shit, and he really didn't. He just kind of was like, "Hey, was everyone safe? Did you guys have a good time? Awesome." Shook our hands, and that was that, man. It was it was cool having someone with some actual like background and talent and a real professional. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with words today, and it's not good because I'm recording a podcast. So that's the wrong time to have problems with my words. Um, but yeah, it it was pretty cool, man. He was a super nice guy, taught us a lot of stuff, and like I said, I I wish we would have attended some other seminars and gotten different perspectives and learned some more stuff because I think that was really valuable. And I think at the time we really took it for granted. <clears throat> I mean, we were, we were just young, young, dumb kids. As our trainer used to say, we were young, dumb, and full of cum. Um, and you know, that's still the case, uh, a little bit older, but I'm still young and I'm still full of cum. Um, if you ask anyone, so that had that working against us. But that was a really good time. And like I said, I think we're going to talk about all the crazy wrestling shows that were going on. It was crazy. Um, We'll talk about Fight for the Fallen. We'll talk about Evolve. We'll talk about Extreme Rules. And then I'm sure I'll record something. No promises. Uh, But... My, my plan is to record something around uh, G1 and kind of just talk about all the blocks and everything. And, and it might be better to wait until it's over <clears throat> uh, just, just to go back, watch, brush up, and, and then not just comment on it, you know, in little chunks. But we'll talk about all that stuff and then we'll go back and maybe I'll watch that match if I can find it. I know I at least have like a highlight clip of it up and um, we'll kind of step by step it and do a little watch along. All right, guys, without further ado, let's start talking about this weekend's shows. I think I'll start with the one that's freshest in my mind, which would have been Extreme Rules. This is one of those shows that I wasn't necessarily excited for, but it actually ended up exceeding my expectations. So we'll start with the pre-show. Started off with Nakamura versus uh, Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Title. Um, good match. I for what I, I've seen them work each other a bunch of times. Uh, and yeah, I mean it was good. N- nothing to 
really talk about more than that. Nakamura wins, ends up grabbing the IC belt, and then Balor posted all over social media and said, "Mm, bye-bye. So take that with a grain of salt. Who knows what that means? Uh, Then we had the Cruiserweight Championship. We had Drew Gulak. Versus Tony Nese and Gulag won with his, uh, I think it's, he's calling it like the Cyclone Crash or something like that. It's uh, the torture rack into the uh, neck breaker. Kevin Owens used to do it. Old Prince Albert used to do it. I just can't, like, I don't know. I I do like Drew Gulak. There's something about Tony Nese that just, like, he's super athletic, looks good, but it, I, he just does really nothing for me, so... <clears throat> I just watched bits and pieces of this match, and for I mean, it looked fine, but it would be completely okay if I never saw them have another match together. Uh, then we kicked off the main card, and surprisingly, we kicked off with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns uh, versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, and may, I don't know. I feel like this may be the first time ever that The Undertaker kicked off a show, at least in the last 20 years. So that was surprising. The match was actually way better than I was expecting. I was least excited for this match, and I feel like it really delivered. It went on a long time, but it kept me entertained. Super smart to put it um, right at the at the top of the show to to kick things off and set it on the right foot. It was a good match. Got to see Shane O'Mac give the old tombstone, and I'm sure that sets up. I don't actually know what it sets up, so it's kind of a weird thing that's going on. Uh, then we had the Raw Tag Team Championships. We had the Revival uh, defeating the Usos. Not going to lie, was kind of in and out during this match. And, you know, I love both teams, but I don't know what it was. This could have just been a me thing, but I just wasn't super duper into it. Then we had Alistair Black versus Cesaro, which is cool. Cesaro is the one who knocks. I they're They're sort of doing with Alistair Black what... They did. It reminds me of like a hybrid of like Sean O'Hare back in the day, and uh, that guy. I can't remember his name. He had like one promo where he like called out the Undertaker, maybe, or talked about being a cult leader. I don't know. But uh, pretty cool, great match. Love both of those dudes. Alistair Black picked up the win, which starts his push hopefully, and hopefully he actually stays, you know, in in the limelight for a little while. Then we had Bailey defeating Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey's just her character is so stale; she hardly gets a reaction from the crowd anymore. Uh, they really need to, to to switch things up with her. Uh, what else did we have? Oh, we had uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. That was a surprisingly another surprising uh, great match. I. It was a lot of fun, really held your attention because they were all over the place. I really like these two working with each other. Saw Braun Strowman pick up the win there, as you would expect. Then we had the triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Fantastic match. Super, super into that one. It it held its pace and was really entertaining. Uh, Saw the New Day pick up the win there. And then we had... Oh, and in that match was Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who are the champions, the New Day, and then Heavy Machinery. <clears throat> really good match. And then uh, Ricochet and AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. Uh, it's really weird that they're acting like this is the first time AJ Styles has been a heel, and that the first time that he's 
that the club has been together in WWE. It's very, very strange. It's one of those things where the company I f- thinks that everyone has like a really short attention span and doesn't recall things like that happening. But regardless, I'm, I'm honestly happy they're back together because it gives Gallows and Anderson something to do. And I enjoy um, heel AJ. AJ Styles actually picks up the win here. He's the U.S. champion. And then uh, Kofi Kingston beats Samoa Joe, which I'm actually uh, surprised about. And then we had a random Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler. It was 10 seconds. Owens wins with the stunner. They're, they're, they're making, uh, they're going the CM Punk direction with Owens with the pipe bombs, mentioning people like Buddy Murphy and folks like that and how it's stupid that Shane McMahon is all over TV when these other guys don't get an opportunity. So really tapping into the actual internet wrestling community complaints. And I, I always like when he's in the limelight. So that's cool. And then the main event was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Winner take all. Uh, it was match was not good. And if I've said it once, I'll say it again. I, I really don't want to see Corbin and Rollins work together. I just they, they do nothing for me. Lacey Evans absolutely does nothing for me. And it just wasn't good. And then to cap off a match that I didn't enjoy that much, of course we get the returning Brock Lesnar who cashes in his money in the bank briefcakes and wins the belt, which sets up Rollins and Lesnar for a WrestleMania rematch at SummerSlam. And I just am so over it, man. I just, I don't want to see Lesnar as champion anymore. And it show ended off poor, but overall, um, not, not a bad, not a bad, uh, card at all. Honestly, really, really, surprising uh overall pretty pretty solid show the previous night which would have been saturday night evolve the 10-year anniversary which was evolve 131 was on the wwe network and i think that's super cool evolve is is sort of being used as a feeder system for nxt so makes sense that they'd be on the network and honestly i would love if if the network put on some more indie shows like this that they're you know affiliates of um evolve is cool evolve on the on the network just adds that much more value and makes if they start doing the tiered thing where you pay the extra whatever five bucks a month makes that way more enticing to do a lot more incentive to that um kick things off with a brawl in the ring that i sort of missed and kind of came in uh and it was josh briggs who's sort of a, a big deal apparently this is labeled as a future is now showcase match whatever that means um but it was josh briggs and anthony green uh, formerly known as a retrosexual, but because it's on the network, he's just retro. Anthony Green, super good match. Was really, really into it. Uh, felt like they worked well together. They had a weird little hiccup where Anthony Green's manager was like interfering and they were on the top rope and they had a weird little spot that was just timed funky, but saw Josh Briggs pick up the win. He's been around for a little bit and I feel like he's been making waves. He's entertaining and figured he would he would take the plunge and <clears throat> this probably sets him into the the main event scene for evolve which is great and i would not be surprised to see him him and uh, austin theory i wouldn't be surprised to see either of them on nxt at some point and then we had like a four-way match steven wolf first time seeing him kurt stallion who i've seen sean maluda who you may know from the cruiserweight classic and then harlem bravado now they're just a fun, entertaining match. This is just your typical indie show, honestly, and it was a lot of fun. Like nothing was amazing as far as match quality, but 
everything was really, really solid and it was a lot of fun. Um, this is no exception. Saw old Stephen Wolf pick up, pick up the win in a, in a weird little finishing move scramble. And, uh, I guess he's someone that they're putting some focus on. So that's cool. Then we had Anthony Henry versus Aturo Huas and Aturo, Aturo, I don't know. I think it's Aturo. I've seen him on NXT or at least I feel like I have. I've definitely seen him on like Instagram and uh, WWE social media pages and he wears like a full gi. Um, he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and does like capoeira and he looks the part. And then Anthony Henry, I've never heard of him. Um but he he totes himself as like a former professional fighter, amateur fighter, something like that. And I feel like when he works, guys, he tries to do a lot of MMA-inspired stuff, very like Kyle O'Reilly-ish. But getting in there with, with who else who's like a legit black belt really made me question whether or not Anthony Henry actually <laughs> has training. When they were they started off with a lot of like they tried to do, do like a shoot fighting thing at the beginning, and who else? If I'm saying his name wrong, it's going to be hilarious because I'm going to keep saying it wrong. Looked like a legit fighter and was actually like fucking him up. And Anthony Henry looked like a pro wrestler pretending to be a fighter. And I feel like that's what he is. And that might be the gimmick. But if that's the case, matching these guys up wasn't great. Even in like the scramble transitions, like who else has movements? He was like passing guard and getting arm bars. And Anthony Henry just looked kind of sloppy. But when Anthony Henry stuck to actual pro wrestling, he was the better pro wrestler. Um, his move moves looked really crisp. He got the crowd invested and he ended up losing. Uh, who else got the capoeira kick in and, and he lost. And apparently this was a grudge match. So they, they've worked each other before. Um, I, it was entertaining, but that was just something that I picked up on. And then we had Brandy Lauren, versus Shotzi Blackheart, and I'm not going to lie, I did not watch this match, and I came in in the middle of the next match, which was uh, Lisp there, you know, had a stroke. The The next match was Baba Tunde, who's an NXT signee, versus Colby Carino, Steve Carino's son. Apparently this match is only a couple minutes. Saw Baba Tunde uh, get the win very quickly, as you one would imagine, because he's a gigantic human being. And then Eddie Kingston and uh, Joe Gacy and Sean Maluda, who are billed as the unwanted, came out and, and talked some shit. And then A.R. Fox and his trainee, Leon Ruff, came to the ring with, with some of their, uh, A.R. Fox's other trainees. And it was like a tag team match for the, for the belts, impromptu. Or I guess it was on the card, but it happened right then. And uh, this is a super-duper fun match. Joe Gacy's super impressive. I've, I've seen him before, and I feel like he impressed me, but to me, like, in my brain, he's always that, like, deathmatch CZW guy, so I never, like, seek out his stuff, but he was really great in this match. Um, so AR Fox and Leon Ruff get the win, so they're the Evolved Tag Team Champions, so that's cool. Then we had Matt Riddle coming out to the ring with baby Matt Riddle, Kurt Stallion, versus Drew Gulak in a catchpoint reunion match. And this is super, super good, as one would expect. This is one of those Drew Gulak in his element matches. And saw Matt Riddle pick up the win because got to keep Matt Riddle strong. And, hey, man, it was a great match. Super, super entertaining. Then we got into a winner-take-all for the WWN Championship that I didn't know existed. <clears throat> and the Evolve Championship. We had Austin Theory, who's the Evolve Champion, young kid, who's a pretty big deal right now. And he defeated uh, J.D. Drake who I'd never heard of. I feel like I've heard of him maybe, but I've never seen him. He was 
one of the, the like the fat guys that does the cool shit. Um, honestly, a really really entertaining and good match. I liked it a lot. The crowd was super into it. Austin Theory win. Austin Theory wins. I keep having strokes here. And then Josh Briggs comes out as the next challenger. And then the main event, we had Adam Cole, and he defeated Akira Tozawa. Um, apparently, this was for the NXT Championship. And the idea was just taking some guys who had come from Evolve years ago, and now they're in WWE, NXT. So Adam Cole win, then Gargano comes out and does his little feel-good speech. And overall, this is a great show. I think if you've never seen Evolve before or don't really know much outside of WWE and NXT and you have the network, this is a great introduction to indie wrestling because this was a very solid show. Also on Saturday night was AEW. They had another show. People keep talking about it being a pay-per-view, and it's obviously not a pay-per-view because it's streamed for free on Bleacher Report, which I had a hell of a time with. Like... The app for me, I don't know, it doesn't really work, and then I was trying to sign in on my smart TV, and my password was wrong, and I had to reset it, and it just wasn't resetting, and there was like server errors, so I had a hell of a time getting it up, which was very, <laughs> it really demotivated me, especially when <clears throat> I'm watching the Evolve show with no problems on the network, and I'm, also there's fights on on ESPN+, and I'm watching those with no no problems, great fight card also, and hey, maybe it was just because I had too much going and I have shitty internet. Although I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but once I did get it up, um, I was watching the uh, the pre-show, and we saw Bea Priestley. Actually, I missed that, but I, I did see parts of Bea Priestley, Shoko Nakajima, Britt Baker, and, and Rio. I can't remember. I don't know what her name is. Rio, Rio. Um, it was, it was. I didn't really see much of it, but it looked fine. And then I saw Sunny Kiss defeat Peter Avalon in like ten seconds. And so, not the best buy-in, like, pre-show that they've had, but this is Fight for the Fallen. It's a benefit show. It's not supposed to be, like, a big to-do, like, double or nothing or all out. So, people complaining about it, I mean, shit, they're just, they're raising money. It was set in Jacksonville. Um, the the idea was that, um, I believe all the proceeds, or at least the gate proceeds, are donated to victims of gun violence. So, this is just a really cool thing that they did. And, um... It was, it was a really great show. A few hiccups, but again, it's not, you know, they can afford hiccups on shows like this. Um, they can't afford it on their big pay-per-views. But we kicked off the show with an awesome six-man tag. We had MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears defeating Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Six guys who I really, really enjoy. Sean Spears went with his running Death Valley driver. Apparently, MJF really, really hurt his elbow in this match, so that's kind of a bummer. Hopefully, he's good by... By all out, because he's a pretty big deal. And um, we had Brandy Rhodes with Awesome Kong defeating Allie. This match was just really not good. And I, I like that they're trying to hype up Brandy, trying to be a wrestler because she failed at ice skating or whatever. And I just, she's not a good wrestler either. And that's okay, I guess. But I don't know. They should really shouldn't accentuate the fact that she's not a good wrestler. Like, I could see some mixed tag stuff with like maybe like Cody and her versus like Allie and, and Sean Spears or I don't know. Do something else. Just those singles matches aren't cutting it. Then we had a three-way tag match to advance to, to uh, All Out for a first-round buy in the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament. So we had the Dark Order, which is Eva Luno, Stu Grayson, formerly the Super Smash Brothers. And I'm, I'm still thinking a lot of people don't know who they are. That's who they were, which is surprising because I do think if you're an AEW fan, I'm sure you followed the Bucks through PWG. 
and Super Smash Bros were a pretty pretty big deal then, um, and with Chikara, and I don't know, but it, it seems like people don't know who they are. Um, and they defeated Angelico and Jack Evans, and then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. This was a f- fucking awesome match, as one would expect. Probably the match of the night, honestly. It, it was really, really good. Paced really well. Saw the Dark Order pick up the win. And I like it, man. They're, they're going to be a big deal, as they should, and it's pretty cool that they're getting a shot here. Um, we had Adam Page defeating Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian won the the match at uh, oh no, Adam Page won that match at the previous show two weeks ago. Whatever that one was called, Fighter Fest, and then that set up this match. And this was another really good match. Kip Sabian looked great. Adam Page looked okay. Um, I, you know, I, you know, they're really toting him as the the next guy for their company, and and there's just he's awesome. But this match just wasn't great. Uh, for me, then we saw a member of the Dark Order come out and attack him. Takes off the mask. It's Jericho. Hits the the Judas effect that look you know busted open page. It didn't look bad, but apparently it busted him open. Fucked his eye up pretty bad. Um, so that was cool. Then we had the Lucha Brothers versus SoCal Uncensored. Another really really great match. Lucha Brothers are always good, and SoCal Uncensored has really stepped it up. Plus their gear looked fucking sweet. Uh, and then we had Kenny Omega and Shima. This match, there, I f- like it was good. It was really awkward seeing Kenny like not do his like Bullet Club like gun thing. I mean, they're at a benefit show for gun violence, so makes sense. But he just kind of looked awkward. I just feel like he needs a bigger to do for his entrance. Like he needs. Do people say that a to do? I don't know. I do. I feel like he needs more as entrance. I love his new theme music with the vocals, but I don't know. I feel like he deserves a big, grandiose entrance. Very small complaint. And then the main event, we had the Young Bucks, who defeated the Brotherhood, which is Cody and, and Goldust, or uh, Dustin Rhodes. I think that's Dustin Rhodes' last match. This was a crazy... It was super long. I was surprised at how long it went. It was really, really good, though. And then afterwards, they talked about all the proceeds and everything, and they thought they were off the air, and Kenny said something... Or <laughs> Matt's like, oh, I guess we're running out of time because music hit, and then... Kenny's like, well, since we're off the air, so just a little hiccups, but like, who gives a shit? It was on Bleacher Report Live. It wasn't like a pay-per-view. They didn't, it's really very minor things that people were calling out. And people were saying how bad this show was. And I'm like, dude, for a free show, this was fucking sweet. You're, you're really not going to find much better than that. And then you compare it to Extreme Rules and maybe Extreme Rules has more of a, a big um, feel to it just because it's WWE and it's been around longer. Um, but that's like an actual pay-per-view in air quotes, even though it's on the network. And Fight for the Fallen was just a benefit show that they filmed and gave to you for free. So it was really, really good. Makes me very excited for All Out. I, I do feel like that card is is shaping up nicely. So, of course, the main event, first ever AEW championship match. We have Adam Page and, and Jericho. I would be shocked to see Jericho not get the win there. I'm, I'm sorry. I would be shocked to see Jericho actually get the win because um, I feel like they're building Adam Page as the next guy. But, hey, what do I know? And then we have Moxley and Omega, which I'm super excited for. It's going to be super good. And then the Best Friends versus the Dark Order, uh, the, which I guess they get a first-round buy in the championship tournament for the tag belts. And then newly announced, we have the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match. So... Four matches um, announced so far. Obviously, I, I think we're going to get a bunch of other folks on this car. They have a lot of people on their roster. 
and just really, really exciting, man. Their double or nothing was well worth the money, so I would be shocked if All Out was not. And and we'll see who who turns up at that show. Who knows who the new signings are? I do feel like we'll also get Sean Spears and Cody. They have their feud going, and yeah, a lot of exciting stuff for AEW. And then that's August thirty first, and after that we have the uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. I guess is what the show's called. So that's super cool too. So great, great night. So much content, man. And and for ten bucks a month for the network and everything else being free, I it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Johnny Gargano's speech at Evolve was very cheesy, but it's super true. That it's it's a crazy a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much content to consume. There's almost too much. Um, but I'm super thankful. It reminds me of. Back in the day, just using a VHS tape and recording Raw and SmackDown and just having to watch that over and over and over. And if you got a pay-per-view, you just watch that all the time. I watched Rebellion 2001 on repeat all the time. I can probably recall that show step by step. So, without further ado, I kind of set this up. So this is the Holostars versus... The Antisocials is what they were billed as, and I think that's very appropriate. In a street fight, which was... We called it a final battle street fight. So we'll do a little bit of a watch along. This is a highlight package. Again, it's in a high school gym. Coming out in Mortal Kombat shirts and scarves. 12 people. We have our own personal cameraman. I remember we didn't plan out the majority of this. There's our manager, Zach. Oh, nice little roll into the ring. I used to be so much more athletic. And it, I wasn't even that athletic. Here's our pose. I remember my scarf got stuck in my mouth. I don't know why I remember that. Gross feeling. I hate stuff like that. All right, and here come the antisocials with their Slipknot theme. Crowd, all ten people in the crowd really love them. They chase our, they chase Zach, our manager, through. This is on YouTube. In case anybody's interested, we run away from them. Comedic effect, man. We were so confident then, too. And we weren't good, so it's very funny to think of that. There's more than 10 people here, too. It's probably like 20 people. Big spot. Oh, we're trying to hide from them. We get attacked. We brawl on the outside. I remember taping my fists up because that's what you do in a street fight. Got to get even more taped up. Crowd is yelling at our manager, at Zach. They're telling him, he should get in there. Your boys are getting beat up. He's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Get in there, boy. He throws a scarf at one of them. <laughs> he goes in and tries to grab one. Oh, they hit him and throw him to the ground. Got the manager heat. Man, probably should have put that later on in the match. You should have had him like interfere repeatedly. And but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They're getting their baby face shine on, baby. They're wearing jeans and Slipknot t-shirts, so. A couple of splashes in the corner. We're seated, and then the his partner always did the, oh, a little bit of a stink face there. Did the, uh, like, flipping senton, the cannonball. So he's going corner to corner and hitting the cannonballs. Up, oh, stink face on old Mike there. Oh, I remember this cannonball. His, like tailbone he's pretty skinny and his tailbone like jammed into my head and it really sucked 
Different shot here. Horrible audio. Suicide dive taking us out. And then the bigger boy, the bigger partner, off the top rope. Stinger splash. <laughs> splash outs on all three of us. This is such a fun time. He throws me to the bleachers, and I run all the way up the bleachers. And, like, we had, like, event staff that was like, guys, you can't be up there. Like, I think that was part of the, the deal. We couldn't mess up their bleachers. But we're just fighting on top of the bleachers. And, like, looking back, this was just, like, too much for a tag match because there's the crowd can't doesn't know what to watch. So I, I, I turn the tables on him. I kick him. I just start elbowing him and hitting him to, to get him out. I run back. I run back down, trying to be funny. All right, now we have we go into the heat from here because we singled out one of the guys. Nice little NZ from me, Enzugiri. Double team slingshot suplex that we fucked up a little. Fighting on the outside again. Again, these are like highlights. Oh, super kick to the back of the head, which I didn't even think about doing and then I really added it to my repertoire oh we did the spot we had a stop sign and uh, one of them was against the ropes and I went to hit him with the stop sign and I did that they move stop sign hits bounces off the rope hits me in the head I get rolled up only a two now they're beating me up with uh, a baseball bat a lot of back and forth in this match on a blow off match I thought it'd be 8 20 but again, look at oh, they have like cookie trays. But you know, looking back, they're just we weren't close together enough, so there was just too much going on. So like Mike and, and one of them is over and one side of the gymnasium outside of the ring. Me and the other guy are somewhere else, and so the crowd just doesn't know what to watch. And I think that just kind of made for a weird show. So like half the crowd is watching me, half the crowd is watching Mike. Oh, he sticks a baseball bat on my crotch. Hits me in the nuts. Didn't feel good. Throws me into the the rock climbing wall. Climbs it. Drops an elbow on me. Back in the ring. Mike hits a big old clothesline. I get the advantage on the outside in the crowd. Get some chops in. <laughs> Here goes Zach. Throwing some punches on the outside. Yelling at the crowd. Back in. I wish this was the full match, actually, because it's so confusing with the clips. Now we're down. Oh, he puts a stop sign on my genitals and hits it with a baseball bat. So that was cool. Didn't know he was going to do that. So I put my hand in the way, and the stop sign like cut my hand, I remember. And I was just like bleeding all over. Wasn't that bad, but... They take out Zach. They hit him with a cookie sheet. <laughs> the crowd likes it. They start hitting Mike with a cookie sheet. And then they handcuff him while I'm in the ring. Discombobulated. Mike's handcuffed. He can't get in. He can't protect me. And then they just fuck me up. Because this was like their our blow-off match. They hit me with like 15 cookie sheets. Or one cookie sheet 15 times, rather. Big like Cobra Clutch slam on me. Come back. Enziguri kicks someone in the nuts. I don't know why I did this. I just needed to get more moves in, you know. Air raid crash. But Mikey's still handcuffed. And what I should have done is I should have went over and unhandcuffed him. But what I did is I got cocky. 
So I set this chair up, and I had this idea. I was gonna like DDT him into the chair. Let me pause it for a sec. So I set a chair like standing up, like you would if you were gonna sit in it, like a steel chair. And we do a spot where I'm gonna do something to him. They reverse it, and I wanted a Death Valley driver into the chair, and I wanted the chair to like break in half, and it didn't work out. Um, so at this point, I have the chair set up for whatever reason, and now I'm like double chicken winging one of them, and Zach comes in the ring, and he has. He's a very resilient manager. He's been hit in the head like 15 times. <laughs> he keeps coming back. He has like a giant like 80 cell phone, which is hilarious. He's going to hit him with it. And he accidentally hits me, knocks me out. They grab the phone from him. <laughs> and they hit him. It's so funny. He's like on it. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then he's like, I got to hit this guy. Bye. And then hangs up and then goes to hit him. Misses, hits me. They back him in the corner, hit him with the phone. He does a hilarious sell down the corner. <laughs> So I'm down. Mikey's still handcuffed. They do the Death Valley driver spot, and they just didn't do it the way that I thought it was going to happen, so the chair didn't break at all. But it hurt, I remember. It hurt my back. There we go again. Bent it a little bit, I guess. I didn't weigh a lot then. And then I get Swanton bombed. I feel like the beatdown on me should have been a little more. I shouldn't have countered three and that's it the anti-socials take us out yeah and like i you know looking back obviously there's a lot of stuff i would have changed Slipknot. i wish it was paced a little better i wish that i understood psychology a little better like we had good stuff but some of it just didn't flow super well so i'm down and they're like taunting me posing crowd crowds into it one of them is posing to no one because there's no crowd <laughs> over on the other side of the ring, but he's still on the middle rope, which is hilarious. And uh, Zach's on the ground. The crowd is yelling at him. <laughs> they pour, like, slushy on him. Oh. So that's my favorite thing. So this is like this bigger dude in the crowd and he's, he's wearing, or he has like literally tattoos all over his face. And so we had our own personal cameraman, right? That was like our friend chance who, who would come and play that character and film all of our stuff. So we lose. And the guy in the crowd's like, you need to get a new job because they suck. And chance goes, yeah, I think you need another face tattoo. And I just always thought that was so funny that he said that. Cause chance is like not into wrestling really. And like, just did it because we asked him to and these people are just like berating him and it was funny it was a good time and that was where we came back and eugene said did you guys have fun are you guys safe it's all that matters you know and we did have fun that was a good memory that was a lot of fun that was a good night um wish there was more people there but that was one of those things where psychology i think would have made the match a little better but that didn't at at the end of the day no matter what anybody thinks they you know the crowd was into it and people enjoyed it and uh it was a good time it's fun to rewatch those i haven't really seen i haven't seen that match in a long time um but yeah you can you can find that stuff on youtube a lot of our stuff is on youtube a lot of it's not but maybe i'll we'll do some uh we'll do some watch alongs and i think that's gonna conclude this week's pod i again appreciate the listen if, if you'd like to support, you totally can. Anchor.com slash spandexpod. 
Spandex Planet. Search Spandex Planet on Anchor, and there's like some listener support if you'd like to support. So I can uh, get some guests maybe, or some merch made, or something like that. That'd be awesome. If not, I don't fucking care. Don't. Don't do it if you don't want to. And, uh, yeah, really, really, really appreciate the listen. Had had a good time watching that match, and I'll probably do that again. And now we're off to the next big shows. We have some G1 stuff. We have SummerSlam. And we have All Out in August. So until then... Let's leave the spandex planet. I'll, I'll do one next week. Don't worry. Um, let's leave the spandex planet. Uh, again, 20 bucks to whoever comes up with a great exit. Uh, or a great outro. I don't know. Whatever. From spandex planet, this has been me.